Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Kenner Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me, as always, is the lovely Colleen, Hello. prompt and on time, as always. Aw, that's nice of you to say. You were on time, too, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you know what? <laughs> People always call you Colleen. They always say, that Colleen, she's the prompt princess. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you, I guess. I'll, I'll You're take known it as a compliment. Internationally, <laughs> about being on time. Yes. And a royal status to go with that t- promptness. I appreciate it. Whoever may call me that, probably nobody. So, as promised, we're covering Kogoro uh, Mori Suspect, but only the first half. <laughs> so, we're covering episode 199. <laughs> Uh, that's Kogoro Mori Suspect Part 1 this episode, and then next week we'll cover Kogoro Mori Suspect Part 2, because this is two parts so good we need to savor it, Colleen. Exactly, that was the plan all along. Also, all along. next episode is episode 200. The big 200th spectacular. Obviously deserve its, deserves its own podcast. Come on! That's right. So, this originally aired July 17th, 2000, and the Conan's hint was Chain Lock. Do you have a chain lock, Colleen? How do you... I do How not. do you close your door? Just a regular lock. It's like a... I don't know. A knob. <laughs> you, like, switch it so, to lock. <laughs> sure. That means you're lacking that second layer of security. I have a dog. Does that count? I don't know. My dog's kind of <laughs> terrible when it comes to the security. He'll bark at, like, stuff that's not, like, shouldn't arouse uh, <laughs> suspicion. And then, like, my front door will open and he just doesn't even care. Right. What are you doing, dog? Like, someone comes by to deliver your mail, like, oh, okay, this guy seems cool. Conan introduces the episode. He says, the always clumsy Uncle Mori... This time, it's a bit fatal. I like how he says a bit. I mean, it's just fatal. <laughs> like, yeah. A person dies, is there, Conan. Is there varying degrees? Like, uh, like that kind of seems like a, you know, on-off switch, being fatal or not. Doesn't seem like it can be, like, a lot <laughs> fatal or kind of fatal. or Just a teensy smidge fatal, yeah. It's like those surveys where you're just like, I don't know if it's somewhat or... <laughs> mostly good yeah, how much do you agree <laughs> from one to five how f- is it fatal <laughs> yes it's like a three fatal a three out of five on the fatal scale so the episode begins with Kiger at the pole and he's being a perv as you would suspect him being and he says beautiful tender and plenty of them Summer is meant for things like these, as he watches some buxom women going in and out of the pool. Indeed. Busty babes in bikinis. That's how this episode starts. It's a good start to the episode, you know? Certainly, yeah, it is. And he says that before Ron uh, raises his MD player to the max, and Kegara screams out after hearing such loud music, and Ron takes it out from him. And she says, I won't lend it to some horny old man. 
and Ron reveals that Eerie bought it for her. So, Kogoro has lost his tunes, man. <laughs> oh well, I I mean it won't ruin the view. So Kogoro says he's stressed out from all the cases he encounters, and plus Eerie will never know that he's looking at him. And then he's like, you know, she probably has the hots for some young guy anyhow. And just as he says that, they walk through a shopping center, and they see Eerie with a hot guy, but we find out he's 35, so I'm not sure he qualifies as young, right? Uh, I mean, he's younger than Kogoro. And Eerie. But how old's Eerie? How old is she? Old enough to have a 17-year-old daughter. So, I don't know when you they had her on. could be 35 and have a 17-year-old daughter. Yeah, she could be. Airy age detective. I don't know if she's 40 yet. I'm not sure if she's hit She's 40. 38. Okay. So, he's just three years younger. I wouldn't put her in, like, cougar territory, you know? No. I think this is a appropriate age gap. And so they're looking at ties, and Ron calls out to her mother, and then we flash forward to a very awkward dinner between the four. Aries says that she came with her lawyer friends to kill time, and Kegara asks about the necktie. She says it was an errand her friend asked her to help with, and we learn that the man she's with is a lawyer named Saku Norifumi. He jokes that he thought the tie was for him, which only makes it more awkward. Not the time for jokes, buddy. I do appreciate his sense of humor, though. I like this guy. Um, you like yeah. him? Oh, well, at this very moment, I was like, hey, I like his sense of humor. He's cool. Um, hot 2D character, sure. Like, there are a lot of... Uh, so you're buying him, him as hot. You think he's hot? Objectively speaking, yeah. I would say so. Wait, you're saying he's objectively hot? <laughs> Okay, um, so another female lawyer then arrives, uh, Usui Ritsuko. Ritsuko says Eerie is known as the Queen of Lawyers due to her debate skill. And we're also introduced to another male lawyer named Shiazawa Kinzu. They tease Eerie and say that the police don't want to go up against the beautiful queen. Are you the uh, queen of podcasts, um, Colleen? No, I would not say that. Prompt princess is good enough for me. Uh, and so in like the uh, prompt lawyer, I guess, is Ritsuko. Um, she just had a big win in court. She got a retrial that another lawyer, Mikasa Yuji, lost. Although Ritsuko says that she's not at the level of the queen just yet. Who is? Nobody, because Aerie is the best. Kinzu says that Eri and Kogoro are quite the pair given their reputation, but Kogoro downplays it. He says, I'm just an unknown man with an arrogant, high-handed queen as his wife. Eri then retorts with, then I guess I'm just a stupid woman who chose to run away from a horny detective who's weak against women as a soulmate. They're and perfect they this, for each other. Yeah, they have this fake laugh with each other. They're like... Oh, they're just the character from. <laughs> Is that which uh, character from Magic Kaido? Yeah. Oh gosh, it's just the Ayako? Magic Kaido laughs Ayako. again. Yeah, <laughs> they go. Oh, 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 oh. 
Norifumi says Eerie is just acting tough as she has a scrapbook filled with all of Kogoro's cases in it. Ron then says that her father also secretly reads all the articles about Eerie's cases. They then decide to have drinks together, which causes both Eerie and Kogoro to blush a bit. Aww. So what were you th- what were you thinking here, Colleen? Did you think, oh, we might have a happy ending after all? They might get back together. No, I I was hoping for it, but I knew it was gonna wasn't gonna happen. I actually just watched a later episode, like in the four fifties, um, where it was a very similar plot. Ron thought that Ari was having an affair with some other guy, so I'm just like, yeah, this is just gonna be a continuous thing every time we see Ari. Um, but- it's funny how you call it like a later episode, and then. It's also like 500 plus episodes behind where the anime is at. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's later uh, than where we're What have we covering. done, Colleen? Poor choices. <laughs> uh, I love how this just instantly cuts from like them being like, oh, let's have some hope. Let's maybe they'll get the back together. And then just immediately Kogoro's drunk and he's asking Ritsuko to be his, her cute little boyfriend he's like oh look at your hand your cute little fingers (laughs) yeah like airy i i i understand her irritation at him at this moment yeah if this was like if this came out much later then uh taylor swift's we're never getting back together would be playing in the background because he just decides to leave and ron runs after her Conan just looks at Kogoro and calls him a stupid drunk. Ron brings up the necktie and Eri reveals that she was buying something for Kogoro. She says, I'm so angry at how soft I've gotten that I think my head is going to explode. And she at this point that, we hear Taylor Swift's, look what you made me do. Oh, wow. are you a Swifty, Colleen? No, I'm not. I only know like a handful of songs, but... <laughs> And Ari reveals that their wedding anniversary is tomorrow. And she says she feels bad for her daughter. She thought that she might forgive Kogoro soon and decided to send Kogoro the necktie. But she says it's a good thing she chose not to. Ron takes it from her mother and says she'll give it to her dad instead. However, Ari yells at her and says that she'll give it to him herself. They return to find that everybody, including Kogoro, left besides Kona. I like how they just leave the kid behind. I like like how they had the kid with them the entire time while they're drinking. They're told that since Kogoro is drunk, he's going to sleep at the hotel. And Ron then has her mother go to their room to give her dad the gift. However, Kogoro is missing. Where could he be calling? (laughs) Certainly not in a other woman's bed yeah so this is the big twist of the episode they go up to ritsuko's room they ask if he's with her but she says that he isn't eri wonders if he's if he fell asleep outside while on a walk and they decide to look however as they leave ritsuko gets an evil look on her face we then hear her inner thoughts and she says sorry kasaki I realize that no matter how hard I try, I won't be able to surpass you. In order for me to climb higher than you, I need you to fall for me. And she says that while looking at a sleeping Kogoro. Not to be confused with sleeping Kogoro, (laughs) but just a sleeping Kogoro. That was good. I like what you did there. 
And she says, if others think something happened between your husband and I, your flawless image will begin to sway, and eventually you'll have to pass the crown to another. So I like how her big plan involves her, like, getting the reputation of being, like, a homewrecker and a slut. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I disagree with her. If anything, her own reputation's gonna be ruined, not Ares. Yeah, everybody really respects a lawyer that sleeps around, you know? (laughs) So, uh, Ritsuko then gets another ring at her door, and we see a black silhouette approach her, and then you're just like, well, she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it can't be another lover, could it? Eri talks to the other lawyers at 2am and says she still hasn't found Kogoro. They go back to Ritsuko's room, and they see that she has the Do Not Disturb sign up. And one of the lawyers is like, could they? Uh-huh. Are they? Uh-huh. And he's like making like <laughs> he has his finger out and he's made a circle and he's like, uh-huh. are they? Are they? Are they? <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, uncensored version. Uh, Eri then calls Kogoro's cell phone and she hears it inside. She has the other lawyer retrieve the master key, and they find a chain lock that's keeping the door locked. They then notice Ritsuko's unconscious body inside. Norifumi breaks down the chain, but she's already dead. They then find Kogoro on the bed, who awakes, and he's like, you're being too noisy. Why are you so noisy? (laughs) And everyone's like, uh, what are you doing here, Kogoro? That's like when Koda wakes me up at like 3am, I'm like, you're what are you doing here, doll? Yeah, he breaks down the chain to your bedroom. Yeah, he, he breaks does. Breaks down the door, rather. He's very, he misbehaves. Speaking of which, when uh, Norifumi did that, like, he went from most eligible bachelor to most likely culprit, just by doing that <laughs> one thing. What, breaking down the chain? Yeah. I mean... We've seen this before where uh, the culprit will usually be the first one to take some sort of action at the crime scene so that they can cover up their traces. So What? Yeah. Do you think this was like... <laughs> I'm thinking of an episode where they're like, oh, it's a locked room, and then it was just like tape that wasn't actually <laughs> taped. What, you think it was something like that? I mean, I don't want to <laughs> jump ahead, but... So, as a confused... <coughs> Sorry. Uh, as a confused Kogoro gets out of bed, he tells, oh, Conan, uh, <laughs> as a confused Kogoro gets out of bed, Conan tells Kogoro not to step on the phone cord, as it is likely the weapon, and we see choke marks on her neck. Kogoro asks why Ritsuko is on the floor, <laughs> and then he's shocked to find out that she's dead. The other lawyers accuse him of murder. But even Eerie seems suspicious as she spouts off the punishment for murder. This is so <laughs> funny. She's like, um, yeah, so it's gonna up to life in jail and possibly yeah. execution. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm I'm fairly certain that she thinks Kogoro's been set up, but it's still it was still really funny. But she just like sprung fear into his heart she then pulls the kogger out and she's like ron what are you doing call the police and to be (laughs) fair 
Like, how many times has Ron, like, seen dead bodies at this point? Like, she should know to call the police, but no. That's right. Delayed reaction, It's like, one job. Yeah, there are no flashlights in sight. I guess it's because she saw her dad. That's right, yeah. Uh, Usually, her dad's on the other side of the room, I suppose. Like, actually seeing. Anyways. I also love how in the subtitles, um, at one point... uh, Kogro's like murder question mark because obviously what he's thinking is like this must have been a suicide (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely uh we get none other than Masao Yamamura who is the like really useless detective as the inspector yeah he's the guy that was in the uh in that case with uh his mom Akon's mom with the like yeah with Carlos, Carlos yeah Episode 96. So it's been a long time. How do you time. remember that? What the hell, Colleen? Oh, I, no, don't worry. I looked it up before. Episode 96. It's not my half photographic memory or anything kicking in. <laughs> well, Spencer. Shout out to Spencer. Shout out oh, to you Spencer. Know what? Let's thank our Patreons. Patron supporters. Our Patrons. Our Paisans. Our little Italianas. Um... Shout out to medium-sized Jeffrey. Shout out to Ryan Self, the man, the myth, the legend. Shout out Spencer Young for his half photographic memory. <laughs> he's just he's just silly. Love that guy. Uh, shout out to William Lee, who was on the podcast. He's a cool dude. Shout out to William, and a shout out to the big chief Mason. We appreciate the support very much so we thank you all you guys are all cool for you guys all are cool the guys best. yeah you're cooler than yamamura that is for sure yes for sure 100 percent. and uh yamamura goes through the facts of the case and he says the culprit has to be eri's husband before recognizing kogoro he's like hey oh, i'm so glad you're here the great detective <laughs> himself you can help solve this case and then he puts stuff together, and he's like, wait, you're her husband? And he's like, oh, that means you did it. I don't get to see a deduction show. Yeah, like, that was the worst part. Like, the, he was so depressed about that. So, Kigger is escorted uh, to the police station, and Erie declines to go with him. And she says she won't be his lawyer. And she says, I don't want to be the lawyer of someone who's guilty to begin with. Besides, I don't want to hurt my lossless reputation. Kogoro fires back, saying he doesn't want to see her face at the police station, and then they both do the witch laugh again. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so less funny for Kogoro as he's being, you know, carted away. Now this this couple calling it's too much. I, lo- I, oh. I love them a lot. Um, I mean, we always talk about the other young, like the other couples on this show, but I think Kogoro and Eri are <laughs> one of the best. They're certainly the best separated couple. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so shout out to them. Um, when I was watching this episode, I was thinking a lot about the live action drama. And we had like the reversal here in that one where... Uh, Aerie was suspected of murder for the yes, finger with her gun. Remember finger that? gun, yes. <laughs> the deadliest weapon of all. 
But they kind of had some, uh, I guess she was doing it with uh, Shinichi, wasn't she? But she was, like, you know, saying stuff to, like, try to tip her off. And then Ron was like, oh, was Kagura trying to tip you off saying don't come to the station or whatever? But uh, that's just reminding me of that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good parallel there. Um, So Eri has to be alone with the inspector. And that's when she's like, do you have some gloves? And he's like, oh, sure. <laughs> then she it's like, oh, I guess I should have some because I'm a police officer after all. She starts looking through evidence and she says there's three unsettling points. First off is that if Kogoro is drunk and used the phone cord, then it should have been torn from its socket. However, there's no damage seen. It looks to be neatly unplugged. And we know Kogoro is like a klutz anyhow, so that seems very unlikely if he had used that. Uh, Kogura's cell phone being placed so close to the door is also odd. It's like they it wanted to be heard. And then Kogura's hands not having any marks on them from the cord that he used to strangle her. So those are three uh, interesting tidbits that point toward Kogura maybe being innocent. What do you think, Colleen? Do you think uh, our favorite drunken, horny detective is a murderer? Um, Not this time around. Next time. Next time. There are over 1,000 episodes that we need to look at. Ron realizes that her mother stayed behind in order to investigate, and Ari says that she knows Kogoro isn't capable of killing someone. So do you think, like, she means that he's uh, too good of heart to kill somebody, or that he's just, like, too stupid? stupid. He's too incapable (laughs) to do it. Um... A bit of, both, bit of both, and maybe a little <laughs> bit of, like, the justice angle, since he, you know, used to work as a police officer himself. Hey, you know, cops kill a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kogoro is, like... Maybe not you know. in Japan. Yeah. Um, maybe it's better there. So, Aerie notices that the memo pad has a torn sheet on it, and Conan finds a crunched up paper in the trash... It is uh, Rasuko's handwriting, and it says Hayashi and two on it. Eri says it might be about the lawyer she was going to team up with on a case about a factory sewage. Ritsuko and Yuji initially took on the case, but lost the first trial. However, they won the retrial. Ritsuko then asked Eri to help her replace Yuji so they could finish off the rest of the case's proceedings. Um, And she chose Hayashi, but she didn't tell her about Hayashi yet. So she was a bit confused as to how Ritsuko already knew about Hayashi. And that's when a hotel employee uh, appears out of nowhere to move the plot forward. And he's like, (laughs) oh, Hayashi called earlier today. Um, And he says he had heard about the choice from Kinzu. The employee says that there were two calls from Hayashi. And that the first time it connected fine, but the second time it didn't connect twice. So I guess actually it was like three calls. Um, He went up and rang the bell, but it got no answer. So he said that Ritsuko must have gone to sleep. However, Hayashi said that she might have been in the shower. So he checked again. That time there was a do not disturb sign along with a paper on the door that says, Sorry, I will pay the money later. Which just left him confused. He told that to Hayashi. He was also confused. 
and said that he just wanted to change the meeting tomorrow from 2 to 4. And so the next Conan's hint is Hayashi Rice. So my theory is that um, it was like she saw he saw Hayashi in 2 and he thought like, oh, it must be, I don't know, room service for Hayashi Rice. He's like, oh, he owes her $2. I don't know what the hell. Anyhow, or two that's, that's my theory. Oh, she ordered two Hayashi okay. rice. One for her and one for Kagura, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, the, like, shout out to this hotel employee as well. He's, like, another one of those. Like, he's, like, the guard from the last episode about the supercars. Like, I want to see this hotel employee again. See, he didn't stick out as much for me. Maybe it's because he wasn't like, I can figure out the their their <laughs> the uh, engine noise. order by just the hum over the phone. <laughs> He's like, let me listen um, to your breathing. Oh, you want Hayashi rice? Okay, okay. Oh, two servings. Oh, you okay. want two of them? I got okay, it. you got it. Don't say a word. Just continue breathing. <laughs> That would be more impressive. He really shines in the second part, though. He's like a model witness, okay. but we'll cover that next week. There we go. So we have a lot more to look forward to. And uh, we have some little fun here in the outro. Conan says, next episode, Uncle will be even more cornered. And Ron says, Mom, help him. And there he says, he can do whatever he wants, the horny old man. So we get some sass from here. As expected. So, now that we've recapped it, uh, what were your thoughts after the first episode of Kogoro Mori's Suspect? I thought it was a great first half. The whole premise where we're looking at one of our main characters, possibly being the culprit, uh, is super intriguing because just by the show's setup like we know that Kogoro didn't do it but it's kind of cool to see how he gets out of it or how he gets other people to get him out of it in this case um so yeah I thought very 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 rare that Kogoro gets in over his head and has to be bailed out by other people yeah that never happens (laughs) I mean not while he's conscious at least like, <laughs> like what was Kogro doing at the police station like he's just like I'm not sure what I'm supposed to well it's a good thing that Mr. Lawyer was there with him I suppose yeah, yeah um, so. so yeah I uh, I mean we had the classic setup with Aerie Kogro they're always like at each other's throats slash like semi oh are we gonna get back together this time around but uh their pride gets in the way so yeah it's it's gonna be fun to see how um this gets resolved in the second part and sort of where Ari and kogo's relationship goes from there because like at this point it's like you were saying with the live action like Ari makes it seem like she's uh, against Kogoro, but obviously that was all a front, and uh, I think Kogoro knows that already at this point. So yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see the resolution. Also, this case, <laughs> I have to laugh because obviously Conan's helping Aerie out with it, but it's like two or three in the morning, so 
I'm also like, where's Ron to be the person who's like, oh, Code, and you have to go to bed because she's always doing that as well. So, yeah, just a, a little detail that uh, I thought was maybe omitted. Well, you know what? Before I give my thoughts, I do want to uh, read a little bit of poetry here. Wow. All right, go for it. So, I mean, take this in from the perspective of Aerie. So think about this. I remember when we broke up the first time, saying, this is it, I've had enough, because, like, we hadn't seen each other in a month. When you said you needed space? What? Then you come around again and say, baby, I miss you, and I swear I'm going to change, trust me. Remember how that lasted for a day? I say, I hate you. We break up. You call me. I love you. We called it off again last night, but this time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we are never, ever, ever <laughs> getting back together. You go talk to your friends. Talk to my friends. Talk to me. But we are never, ever, ever, ever getting back together like ever. So, uh, that's a little spoken so, word. So this is like when you uh, go over the openings and endings of the Conan episodes, like go over the lyrics. That That's definitely the ending to the, this Conan episode. Those are the lyrics to yeah, the song. But, yeah, that was the ending song. Yep. You just don't, you, it doesn't come through because it's in Japanese. Um, and she also says, I'm really going to miss you picking fights. And me falling for it, screaming that I'm right. And you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that's much cooler than my... Was this about John Mayer? <laughs> <laughs> Is that who this was about? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I, d I don't remember when it was... Was it around I that like... time? Probably. Uh, was it him? Was it... Did... What's in there? There's been too many to keep track of we are never getting back together who is it about oh wait that's jake gyllenhaal okay i don't want to get the the boyfriends mixed up wait, <laughs> see that's what i was with? saying wait was you even with uh jake gyllenhaal no 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 was she with john mayer did i make that up Okay, he he did date her. Okay, so that was with Jake Gyllenhaal. I say he made me feel like I wasn't as good or as relevant as these hipster bands he listened to. So I made a song that I knew would absolutely drive him crazy. <laughs> Damn, I just talked to Jake Gyllenhaal like like a week and a half ago. Oh. <laughs> and how did he seem to you? Well, he seemed pretty upset over this song, still. So. He's still harboring feelings. I talked to him about a, a new Netflix film. It's called The Guilty. Pretty good in it. I don't. I don't even know if I can say that. But let's sh keep this. Keep this between us, podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody say anything. Also, appropriate. No, I think. Named. I think. I think it premiered at like the Toronto International Film Festival. So I think there's reviews out there. But I thought it was pretty good. Jake was nice. So. Uh, I will go, I'm sorry to the uh, the Swifties out there, put me down for hashtag Team Gyllenhaal. 
He, uh, he doesn't bathe. Kind of looks stinky during. Is that the what he said? Did you not see that? Like a couple, like a month ago, he made a big thing because he was like, I don't really think we need to bathe that often. And then, like, a bunch of other celebs were like, I don't bathe either. Like, Ashton Kutcher and, uh, is he with, uh, from that, Mila Kunis. They were both like, we don't bathe. Yeah, and I was like, stinky. And then The Rock's like, I shower three times a day. I was like, (laughs) to compensate for all of this (laughs) uncleanliness. And then Jason Momoa is like, I'm fucking Aquaman. I love the water. I always bathe. So, yeah, like for some I'm reason, actually just led to in like, the water more than not. Yeah, it just led to this like two week span where every like gossip journalist was asking everybody if they bathed. It was so weird. But uh, yeah. Do you think how often do you think Kogro bathes? Because he's very cheap. <laughs> Kogro bathes. Uh... I think it's like once every two weeks. I'll give it. Oh, I thought if, I'd, I'll give him more credit. I'll say three times a week. Three, okay. He's, I'm, yeah, I bet Jake Gyllenhaal's not going that long without bathing. I think he's just not like a, an everyday guy, you know. I think it depends. Also. Now I'm talking about Kogoro, not Jake. It depends on sort of the cases that he's working on. Well, you know, I'm sure if he has a really busy day at the shoot and he's getting all sweaty, I'm sure he bays after that. But, you know, if he's just chilling, you know, a, a Jake chilling hall, if you will, oh. on his off days, oh. then maybe he doesn't need to, you know? Which I'm coming would be back his around. Reasoning. Like I said, I'm team, yeah. I'm team chilling hall, so. There we hey, go. Jake I guess I should give my thoughts on this episode. Then... I mean, eventually, but did did Jake say that he listens to the podcast? Uh, no, weirdly, none of the celebrities I've talked to have brought up Case Reopen. Really weird. Oh, what a shame. That is know, odd. You'd think they would. It is odd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess I should give the thoughts on the episode. Uh, so I wanted, I was like, man, we need to flush out this episode with some bullshit and then i was celebrity like celebrity gossip taylor swift and that just <laughs> naturally ran its course so thank you to taylor not swift. showering i think she's releasing taylor's version of red soon so uh, you can listen to this song all over again <laughs> is that what she's releasing next taylor's you're like not a swifty what's going on here <laughs> because i'm not saying anything <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely what November 19th, 2021, you can hear Red Taylor's version when it comes after the release of Fearless Taylor's version earlier this year. As opposed to whose version? The So she had a big contract thing. She So, like, she wasn't getting her uh, royalties. So she's re-recording all her songs, oh, all her old okay. songs. So like she gets the royalties then. Well, more power to her. So she has the masters. It's, it's honestly surprising that more people do that, but because it's a it's a solid loophole. But uh, yeah, anyhow. <laughs> Your thoughts on um, the episode? <laughs> my thoughts on the episode. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. I liked. Uh, we you know we get some fan service to begin. I was like, hey, beach babes. And then uh, we had some good scenes with Aerie. She's always a delight whenever she's around. 
Um, so I think that whole relationship between Kogoro and Eerie always steals the show. So, I, you know, those are some great scenes. And then we also get drunk Kogoro, and he's like, Oh, I can be your cute little boyfriend. And that was real fun. Uh, yeah, so I, I think this is really solid. And then you have, like, the, like, twist where, like, uh, Ritsuko is, like, the evil woman. And you're like, wow, she's got some plan cooked up. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, what the hell's going on here? And then we get the hint of Hayashi Rice. And I cannot be more excited. <laughs> that, that was like the pinnacle of this episode. Hayashi Rice. Hayashi Rice. So we'll be back to learn all about Hayashi Rice next week. So be excited. I know I am. I know I am. Hayashi Rice times two times two so uh we'll see you next week bye bye and remember one truth always prevails